spanning the Valley of the Sun and all across the 48th state. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Happy, happy, happy Wednesday. We've got like 12 people pointing. Go, go, go. Now, five, four. You go now. We have a lot of opens here, kids. Can I go? If you want. No, okay. you need. Well, we got three hours left. Somebody's got to talk. Do we really? Eh, not really. Play music. I'm totally fine with that. Crank it up a little bit. Uh, go ahead. Becky Lennon, do you want to say anything, or should we just let no. the music play? Well, I just did. Oh, you so, good? Yeah. How'd that go for you? Right now. Right now. Music, How'd it go? Music's great. Oh, wait, oh, you weren't listening. No. Oh, we listened to some. Oh, I didn't hear we, we had several people in here bugging us. We need yes. to talk. Not listening. We need to talk. All right. All right. I guess we'll talk. So, uh, first of all, I just want to play a clip real fast. Because in a second, we're going to talk about how uh, our governor is... Uh, uh, sending migrants out of Arizona uh, via uh, planes, trains, and automobiles. But she was asked a question. Horse early- and buggy. <laughs> she was asked a question earlier today. Uh, somebody was asking, you know, she, you know, they asked, asked questions. Somebody said this. Some reporter said, you know, the uh, Republicans are upset because you have too many executive orders. What do you think? Uh, here's what Hobbs said. Uh, I'm the governor, and I have executive authority, and I'm going to use it. Oh, my God. You guys don't even know. I'm governor, president of the United States of America, Arizona. I could do it. That's want. a pretty good answer. It's like, listen, what do you, do you, you know, Republicans also do that. They, they use executive orders. Yeah. Trump did it. Biden did it. Uh, I know Ducey did it. And now Hobbs does it. So is it okay only when your party has an executive order. It's only okay when your party does it. But when another party does it, no, it's unfair. I mean, you have every right to, you know, ask questions. Uh, but if, if, the whole, if the whole game... Here's the thing about the executive order. And it's got out of hand, it feels. Because everybody just now... It, it's, governor, it's, it's governance by fiat. I'm just going to go in and undo what the other person did, who then the next person will come in and undo what I did. And part of that goes back to the legislatures uh, who can't seem to get anything done where we can have some form of, okay, that was a good thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, more on Governor Hobbs. She's expanding travel options for migrants. Okay, so when Ducey was 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 putting migrants on a bus, she's expanding it. Yes, um, she says that they will buy plane tickets. They will buy you know migrants a a ticket for for a bus. Who are they? I think I think some of well I mean they're probably getting it from the same batch of money Ducey was using it from. I thought he spent all that on our nine billion dollar <laughs> uh, box of trash containers. Well, the, the the shipping containers, yeah, yeah, that was a lot of money. So it, it, that's true. It, you know, isn't it funny? Because what you're going to have is, and both sides make make me laugh because I'm not a Republican or a Democrat. I'm a skeptic. You know, you get you get the Democrats to say, "Oh my gosh, Ducey's using all that money to put a shipping container up," right? That's what the Democrats are saying about Ducey. And then you get Republicans are like, oh, my gosh, Katie Hobbs, new governor, is buying, like, plane tickets for a migrant. Yeah, that's always happened. Uh, that's, not, that's not something new. Well, the just, question has always been, who should pay for it? Well, if it's a federal problem, but you want the states to pay for all your federal problems that you allow to happen, that's the issue I, I think, think Yuma and everybody else has. I think the argument is, uh, would you rather give them a bus ticket to leave our state? So they don't use the ER as a hospital visit and we'll have to pay for that in the end. You're going to send them to wherever. New York. We're going to send them to Chicago. And we kind of, I don't, I don't mean to be so you know gross about it. We kind of wash our hands of the situation. Okay. We give you a plane ticket and you're out of our hair. 
Because I think that's what that's what's happening. That's what they're, that's okay. that's the whole thing. So no, let us get a shoot. Let, let, let us get you out of here. It'll just be cheaper. Yeah. It's cheaper to get you out of here than to keep you around. Okay. Um, so Ducey did it with buses. Uh, Hobbs is saying we're going to do it in a nicer way. This is what we talked about the other day. We're not just going to put them. This is this is the governor kind of talking. We're not just going to throw them on a bus, and they don't really know where they're going. And I don't really know that Ducey did that. I, I bet think you do see, any put them on a, a, Remember, you you had to give the okay to go to these places. Yeah, so, but you don't know if that was happening. Yeah, who knows, man? I mean, but with, there's still only X amount of people that went there. How many people crossed over the border? So they got elsewhere, and some of them they probably already had people waiting for them and things of that nature, family member. But I bet you there were still people taking trains and planes along the way okay. and other buses. Let's cut to the chase. Do we have any problem when Ducey or Hobbs gives a ticket, whether it's a plane or a bus ticket, to a migrant? Do we have any problem with that? I, Do you want to know who's paying for it? Is that what your, well, your I think, argument yeah, is? I have, the problem I had before, which is the problem I've had with Ducey and everybody else, is the states paying for this uh-huh. at a time when they're saying to themselves, you guys won't cover Yuma's $20 million in insanity at the, at the hospitals. Mm. Now you want them to cover planes, trains, and tickets as well? I think it's a fair question to ask. And yeah. I don't care if you're right or left. That's a fair question to ask. If you're not going to try to protect the border, then the least you could do is cover the cost of the stuff that happens at the border. So Governor Hobbs, her plan for uh, Arizona is to pay the travel costs of migrants. She says it's efficient. It's humane. Uh, I would Did agree. Did we charge them humane, with uh, the buses before? Uh, no, we paid for the buses. Okay, so nothing's changed. Nothing has changed. No. Is, yeah. No. And so when Ducey did it, it was a political stunt and it was racism. She's doing it and it's humane. She says it's humane. Okay. What are Republicans saying about Hobbes and what she's doing? Yeah, probably, well, now we're making it more comfortable. God yeah. only knows. There's yeah, always we're making it too easy. Come up of course. With. Of course. So you have both sides bickering about who was in power at a time and who was shipping the migrants off. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's all really the same. Yeah. Uh, Ducey did it. Hobbs is doing it. Hobbs thinks she's doing it in a nicer way. Ducey, I don't know. He was just, you know, I don't know. what. Nothing has changed. No. Just the narrative from media from it's one amazing. side to the other. Yeah. So the left side of the media is like, this is humane and kind. The mm. right side of the media is like, this is ridiculous. Yeah, it's such, it's so ridiculous. I don't have a problem with it. We put people on planes before. We've given people bus tickets before. Nothing's really different. Yeah, you should have had a problem about it a long time ago if you're mad. Uh, yesterday we talked to uh, the mayor of uh, Yuma, Doug Nichols. Doug Nichols. So the interesting thing that we discussed with him, uh, the report that you and I got, border encounters have dropped since january 1st now is that because biden has come up with a plan if you're from one of four countries and you come to our border and you want to claim asylum we are turning you right around and sending you back into mexico that's brand new it's the only thing biden has done on the border is that why the numbers are down in january here's what uh, mayor nichols told us on ktar yesterday 
We are seeing a drop in numbers to levels we haven't seen in quite a while. I think last week, I think it was about 2,500 for the week. However, I just got word the last two days there's been an uptick back towards our, our normal. So uh, not exactly sure where things are going as we speak, but for the last three weeks or so, the numbers have been uh, down. I do know that some of the activity that was coming through Yuma did do a shift to uh, to Tucson, and I think it has to do with weather and cartel movements and stuff like that. But, you know, historically, the, the holidays sees a downtick in numbers. Um, so I'm not sure what to exactly attribute it to until here we are in the, in the middle of January. But the first couple of weeks, I more attributed to the holiday season than necessarily a policy shift. But I really don't understand all the dynamics, you know, to be honest, on how much that policy shift did impact the flow through Yuma. So I think this goes right yeah. to my uh, Gato Speak Q poll question of the day. Brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. Buy your Valley Toyota dealers. Good. So I talk about the migrants, right, yes. and the encounters. They've gone down first couple of weeks. Here's my question at KTAR.com. Is this happening because of Biden's new policy at the border? Yes, no, not sure. Too early uh, to tell? I'm a not sure. Too early to tell, I think. Okay, 57% say no. Yeah. 26% say not sure. And 17% say yes. So still very early. Maybe it is because of the holidays. Maybe it is. Or maybe it's gone down in Yuma, but it's gone up elsewhere. Right. Because just because it doesn't happen in Yuma doesn't mean that if it's a, well, it's fixed, but if it if it doubles in Tucson, El Paso, McAllen, well, no. that's not good either. No. Here, listen to these numbers. 251,000 encounters in December of 2022. 251. The year before, 179,000. And in the year before that, Trump's last year, uh, 74,000. So we've had almost 200,000. Uh, well, 74,000 was COVID. Yeah. Well, COVID and the fact that we had that was to remain in Mexico, too, where you weren't even getting the opportunity there. We didn't need an app. You're not coming in. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't I don't really count that one, but 251,000 in a month. Wow. All right. Coming up next. Well, the Sun's new owner spend big bucks, whatever it takes to bring a championship to Phoenix. It's the Gatos and Chad Show. It's the Gatos and Chad Show. That's us. Britney Spears news. Did you see? Are you seeing this? I am seeing it everywhere. So, you know, Britney Spears has not been well for a while. No, I thought she was perfect. I think some people wanted her to be okay. It doesn't seem like she's okay. So listen to this. She deleted her Instagram. Oh. And a lot of you are like, so what? No more nudes. Well, that's part of it. She shows up with no clothes on and... You can tell that there's something very wrong. She's not, she's not, I don't, I don't know how to say. You mean all the stuff they were saying in court seemed to be kind of backing up what was going on? Yeah, you can see she's not well. So she, she deleted it. And then get this, did fans call authorities to go and check her Yeah, apparently fans were calling cops saying that uh, uh, she, uh, they needed a wellness check on her. And they did it. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because somebody deleted their Instagram. Yeah. That's weird. So, uh, and then I guess the wellness check went okay. Uh, they said, I can confirm that we do not believe that Britney Spears is in any kind of harm or danger. They did not disclose just how many calls they received mm. from people who are insane. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, 
I know we're not going to spend a lot of time on this. It's but- still a question. I think it's a very interesting question. You know, we followed a lot of this stuff because there was a big debate, not just about this, but the fact that, you know, as your grandmother and grandfather, mother and father, people get older, uh, the question about, you know, care and stuff. But a lot of people said, oh, man, she's being, you know, free Britney, free Britney. And a lot of people that knew her are like, mm, about this? And there, this has not been a smooth ride. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Her kids, you know, have said that, you know, they're embarrassed because she just she's naked all the time everywhere on Instagram. And right. you got to go to school with that. Some of, I guess some of the things she's saying, they're outrageous. And yeah. you just look at her and you say, not well. Right. She's not well and probably not for a while. So I don't know. Like, it's sad. It's it is a sad, sad situation because you're watching. It's like it's like with Kanye watching a human being melt down in front of the world. Mm is what happened and they go into some of these these manic episodes it's a good stuff word start and, and, You're right. and it's sad was it uh, we talked about remember dr phil had was it shelly duvall on the actress from the shining and all that stuff not mm. shelly duvall shelly was yeah shelly duvall that was Shining. and she was a hot mess and right. it was like we turned that into really we turned it into entertainment well some people in Hollywood, we'll just say Hollywood, they show you they're a hot mess. And yeah. then others, you don't know it, like no. Robin Williams. No. no, I don't Quiet. know if anybody knew that he was going to kill himself People around him, no, I don't think they knew that he was, well, they knew he was manic and, they, and he could be suicidal. Right. Uh, but, you know, I don't think they knew he, that was the day and that that was how this was going to end. Yeah. So, but like, this is sad because you're watching a human being like kind of melt just down. melt down in front of everything. And you think to yourself, it's, it, it, it's, is someone going to step in and get her well? Yeah. That's sad. And I think a lot of us have had friends like that mm. where, you know, no matter what happens, no matter how hard you try, no matter what you do, that this person has serious issues that aren't going to be fixed. Okay. That's a great point. But here's the thing. She's clearly crying for help. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had a friend kill himself, and we never knew for a second that he was not well. Yeah. Not one second. I had a buddy. Uh, because they hide it. So Britney Spears, at least, is out there, and she's basically showing you that she's not well. But but it, didn't it also show you that the pressure of the media and the fans and the pushing seemed, I think, to push people who wanted her to be free? Yeah. And it was just, well, maybe it was the right thing to do. And she's a... To, when reality, every all the other people are saying she's not as well as you guys think. You you don't see the day to day, right? And it's it's like when you are a celebrity and is that popular and makes all that money. So I, I say, you know, the Academy Awards came out yesterday with the yeah. nominees. The the Elvis movie is up for Best Picture, right? I mean, I watched that movie. They drugged this guy to get him on stage every yeah. night. Yeah. And Every look at his daughter died two days right. after the, the Golden Globes. They got him hooked on drugs, and they gave him drugs to get him on stage. Because someone's making money off of Of course. You're a, you're, a, you're a cash register. Exactly. They don't care about you as the human being. So we just saw the Britney Spears thing. It's a, it's, 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 it's it's a an very, interesting it's a very, thing to it's talk very about. It's creepy, though. It's, yeah. very, uh, it's very unsettling. Because I think the whole world knows that she's she's hurting. And it, she's just not right. And is anybody going to go in and, and help her? Or are we going to sit here one of these days and talk about how she killed herself? Or how she that overdosed a, and died yeah. in a bathtub right. or something like that? Right. Uh, it's always a You right. hope not. She's screaming from the top of the mountain. And, like, and no one's listening. Mm-mm. No, 
No. Well, people listened and they thought they knew better and they thought that it was, it was some sort of evil design that people were going to do mean things to her and take all of her money and do mm. stuff and that she was absolutely fine. And then you find out, eh, maybe that wasn't as true as you thought. Yeah, it's not. It, maybe she did need to be taken care of. Yeah, for her own sake. In her 40s, yeah. It's crazy. Okay, coming up next, uh, Becky Lynn is going to uh, give us the headlines. We're going to interrupt those headlines. And this time we're going to listen. Yes. Well, you'll listen. Maybe. I'll react. I'm not going to listen uh, because you, it was my turn yesterday. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna, I was Becky Lynn, we're going to listen. We tease. Uh, That's the snark. Holding up the headlines next. Arizona's news station. News station. KTAR on air 92.3 FM online at KTAR.com and streaming live on the KTAR news app. You're breaking news and traffic now. It's 3.30 and you know what that means. Time for us, Gatos, Chad, to uh, interrupt. As we do. Yes, interrupt the headlines. And with those headlines, here we go, Becky Lynn. The sale of the Phoenix Suns is now closer to being finalized, and it's just in time for the February 9th NBA trade deadline. ESPN sources say billionaire mortgage lender Matt Ishbia's purchase should be finalized in the next two weeks. Ishbia agreed to buy the Suns and the Phoenix Mercury from former majority owner Robert Sarver last month. This comes after an NBA investigation was launched into Sarver's behavior as the Suns' owner, including allegations of racism and misogyny. The deal now awaits a vote of the NBA's Board of Governors. Patricia Valencia, KTA our news. Holding up the headlines. Becky Lynn reads the news while Gatos and Chad interrupt and react to the day's top stories. All right, here's what I expect from the uh, new owner of the Suns. Okay. Uh, spend a ton of money and get a championship here. And why don't you act like a human being? That's all you have to do. Don't treat people like crap. Don't demean people. Don't talk dirty. Just don't do any of that stuff. Spend a, a boatload of money, get a title in here, and guess what? We're going to love you. That's all you have to do. Didn't the last guy, at least the last couple of years, spend a boatload of money? Yeah, but he's talking dirty and he's doing all these weird things. And he gets investigated. They gotta, then he, they force him to sell the team. Let's not have a scandal. I'm not bothered. Spend a lot of money. I'm not bothered about the Suns. You know what? You guys had your chance. You blew it. That window shut. I don't know if it's shut. It's shut. You know, that's not very nice. I'm They've had honest. a lot of injuries this year. It, it, that's shut. They, they get a whole bunch. Shut! Bunch- Chad says they're shut. <laughs> We're holding up the headlines. KTAR, eyes on the economy. If you're feeling the pain of high rent and increased prices at the grocery store, those eggs, you know, the GOP-led Arizona Senate is hoping to cut you a tax break. Arizona Senate President Warren Peterson tells Arizona's Morning News he wants to ban grocery and rent taxes. The food tax and the rental tax combined, you're talking about, you know, a few hundred bucks a month, a couple hundred bucks a month. He adds cities in the state are richer than ever, thanks to thriving statewide economy and COVID cash. He adds that if cities are financially hesitant, the state will work with them to supplement initial changes. Uh, So where does the makeup come from the taxes for those cities? I know you're going to supplement that, but your money that you've gotten free from the federal government, from taxpayers, is going to run out. And then we're going to be in the same situation where uh, we're going to have to decide, are we going to have to put those taxes back on? Then everybody's going to be mad. Mm -hmm. And... Are you going to make a deal with the governor? You've got a far-right legislature. You've got a, a, a Democrat who, who is the governor. There's a budget that she wants to get passed. 
You know, is she going to let Peterson do a little bit of what he wants? Is he going to let her do a little bit of what she wants? I mean, she would probably agree. It would be nice to get rid of some of those taxes. Yeah. But, you know, because it sounds like it's for working people. Mm -hmm. But you got to make it up elsewhere. Right. We're holding up the headlines. A lawsuit's going to be filed in the school shooting of a teacher in Virginia. Alarming revelations from the attorney for the 25-year-old teacher, Abigail Zwerner, alleging there were repeated warnings the day of the shooting in early January that the six-year-old accused boy had a gun in school. One of those warnings from a young classmate who was scared and in tears. He bravely confesses to his teacher that the perpetrator showed him the gun at recess and threatened to shoot him if he told anybody. Attorney Diane Toscano filing a lawsuit against the district, claiming the teacher still has a bullet lodged in her body but is recovering, oh. though her psychological scars will remain. Derek Dennis, ABC News. Yeah, you want to talk about psychological scars? How about the kids that were in that class that watched the six-year-old shoot the teacher in the chest? Yeah. That, too. We, we haven't talked about that. This school blew it. They... I mean, they checked the kid's bag the day of. And when they wanted to check it again because they'd heard stuff later on from other kids, one kid who was threatened to be beaten up on the playground earlier in the day, the administrator said, don't make a big deal out of it. Uh, it's almost time for the day to be over. I'm picking the kid up. I'm putting a kid over my shoulder and I'm leaving it with the kid. Yeah. You get the kid out of school. That's should it. never have been in school. Should never have been never in school. Never have been in school. And to, to actually have the ability to shoot a teacher... Uh, this administration, this administrator, is that what we're talking about? The yeah, the administrator. administrator. They knew the warning signs were there. They got they had a ton of warning signs that day, and they didn't do anything. Yeah, when mom and dad have to go there because they don't trust that you can be tr- uh, at school without apparently hurting somebody they or disrupting sat next class. To little junior, the whole time. Yeah, there's there's a serious issue. We're holding up the headlines. KTAR News, eyes on education. No. How does paying $25 for a college class sound? Mm. Viral TikTok educator Hank Green says a new program through ASU addresses high costs, class difficulty, and confusion in the education system. We're taking on all of those problems at GoStudyHall.com, which is a place that starts you on your learning journey at YouTube and ends with transferable college credit. So it costs $400 to convert the completed course, which can then be used at any school that would accept ASU credit. That $400 is about a third of the cost of a typical course credit. I'm willing to see if it works. Uh, If it gets, uh, you know, we talked about it a little bit earlier today. Some of these college credits, there's some high school kids that could get the college credits early and get a step up the freshman year. That's very helpful. Freshman year is very tough. You're on your own. You don't know what you're doing. You got to figure out when am I going to party? When am I going to study? You get a little ahead of the game. You started with party. What I got to fit with? my school around my party, and I'm very busy. Well, I went to college, and that's what I tried to do. Fit my partying around the school. Or is it the other way around? I don't remember. Because <laughs> <laughs> no, really, you remember. know that's going to work, too, by the way, on YouTube. Man, I was on YouTube doing a class. Next thing you know, I'm uh, watching Joe Rogan, and all of a sudden, something else pops up. Woo! Might as well put it on TikTok. We're holding up the headlines. Arizona's wetter-than-expected winter with heavy rain and snowfall has cut our drought to 21% of the state. University of Arizona climate expert Mike Kremen says hopefully it will push back the start of wildfire season. The seasonal outlook um, still points to us drying out again over the next couple of months. Kremen says rainfall across the deserts will be fueling a, cr- a bumper crop of brush, grass, and weeds this spring, and they will be ready to burn once the heat comes on. I got nothing. There you go. Uh, it's good that we got uh, working on the drought a little bit here, and it shows you what a couple really big rains and storms can do. Uh, but yeah, the the more it rains, the greener it gets. The greener it gets when it gets hot, it dries out. And the next thing you know, boom, fire time. 
holding up the headlines. Becky Lynn reads the news. We interrupt, react to the day's top stories. Coming up next, uh, is it time for us to help Ukraine bomb the crap out of Russia? Mm. Next. Uh, we're awesome. You know that. And you can hear it doubly if you're like, I wasn't sure if that was real or not. Yeah, it's called the podcast. Get a chat show podcast. Never miss any of the exciting action. Your iPhone, your Android, subscribe right now. Uh, get a chat show podcast brought to you by Keller Royce, Keller Williams Realty, East Valley. Get a higher price selling your home. Guaranteed offers. Go to higherprice.com, higherprice.com. Uh, should we start helping uh, Ukraine bomb the crap out of Russia? That's the question that people uh, have been asking for a while, because the stuff that we have given them, a vast majority outside of the stuff we're trying out over there on our own to see if it works really well, Mm. uh, that nobody knows about, is (laughs) defensive. It's got offensive capabilities, but not what they want. And the big thing for the last, remember they wanted airplanes. And we're like, eh, we don't want to, because here's the thing. At the end of the day, the guy that's on the other side, who has been dictating way too much of the, the, the terms of his invasion, uh, has a nuclear weapon or 6,000, somewhere around there. Well, now, uh, the, the screaming and yelling has gotten to the point where we're like, okay, they're going to have a huge, massive push in spring. They have destroyed so much of their economy that is not going to come back anytime soon. His desperation is going to throw one big, giant, let's do this. Is it time for us to go open everything up and do it? Now, we weren't going to What does open everything up and do it mean? Outside of airplanes, maybe give them the stuff that they asked for. They wanted tanks, and we weren't going to give them to them. They wanted the Abrams, and there was like the M1 Abrams. It's we're going to give them 31. And part of the reason we're doing that is because Germany's like, we are not giving any weapons like that to them uh, until America does. Well, America's done 99 percent of the heavy lifting. So we're like, fine, we're going to give it to them. So now the Germans have said, fine, we're going to give them our leopards and we'll let everybody else who's got the leopard tanks give it to them as well. We're going to give them 31. And I just read a little while ago, uh, my buddy texted me and said, now they're going, we want F-15s. Good luck with that. Yeah, good luck with that. You're not getting that. I think the average person has forgotten about this war. Don't you think so? Uh, uh, I, I mean, when it first... I think the average person forgot there was a shooting in uh, Southern and Northern California a few days ago. Which one? Yeah, exactly. Because we do move on so quickly. Yeah. We do that's... move on so quickly. But and it's also quiet. There hasn't been... The massive insanity we saw when it first happened because the weather came, it cooled everything down. They're shelling, but it's not the day-to-day slog fight that we've seen. I think we're all surprised this is still going on. Yeah, it's like halftime is what it feels like. Man, because Ukraine, the people there, they're fighting for their country. Isn't it amazing what people would do when they fight for their country? I mean, we found that out in Afghanistan. Yeah, we didn't roll over them. Unfortunately, it took twenty well, years. We, here, we were well, out there. We, rolling over them was not well, a we hard did. thing to do. Quickly, the problem then, is, is occupying it cost right. too much money, and we didn't have a plan on what we were going to do once we rolled over them. Yeah, because how long did we take? How long did it take us to take over the Taliban? Not very long. A couple of weeks. Yeah, they they scampered, and whoever else was there, because you know, it's, and then they play for the next day. They play for another day, another yeah, day. But you know, they the. <clears throat> We just never had a plan. The plan, I don't think Russia has a plan. I don't think he has a plan. Uh, I think, you know, I think his plan was, I'm going to take over Ukraine again. We're going to welcome them back in the fold. And when it went south, I don't think he had a backup plan. Yeah. I don't even know what Putin's doing there anymore. I don't know. Does he want to just take the entire country over? He's got 20% right now. 
Okay. That's what he has. Yeah, but which 20%? Because well, he wants the big certain- part, he's got Crimea, which is the things he wanted, because that's the stuff that gives him access to, to, to areas where his subs can dock and they have a land bridge. It sounds to me like, he, like he'd like to broker a deal and get out of this thing. I think he's going to throw that out if this thing doesn't really go the way he wants. And it's not. Now, uh, the one, okay, so he threatened to nuke Berlin if they gave him, uh, if the Germans capitulated and gave in on the tanks, wow. which he's not going to do. Uh, he is. Uh, How do you know that? He's insane. Uh, I just don't think he's, because you, your, your country ceased to exist. Yeah. You know, some people think he's dead. Yeah, well, that's what uh, Zelensky said last Some week. people think that he's dead. And one of the big things that I don't think people... Talking just, about Putin. You know, the Pooter. The people don't understand is the big gamble of the winter was going to be so bad that all of the European nations were going to come back begging, begging and begging, give us all your oil and gas. Hmm. And the winter's been very mild. And now they went from 40 to 60%, depending on where you are in Europe, dependence on European, uh, on Russia for their, for their energy, down to 14%. And it's not going back. You destroyed a massive amount that will never go back to the way you want it. So not only did you hurt your country in the short term, the long-term ramifications are brutal. Like, trying to live in Ukraine right now has to be one of the scariest places on the planet. Yeah. But what's not talked about is, what is it like to live in Russia today? Because how many businesses, like, let me talk about McDonald's shutting down. Or yeah. they, they Everybody ran out of Russia. And All we, the businesses we talk that were about there Russia, gone. like... When really what we're talking about is Moscow and the surrounding areas. There's a, what, 11 time zones? 20% of people in Russia, 20%. Think about this. We talk about, was it Rio Verde and uh, the, the 500 or 700 people don't have water? 20% of people in Russia don't have indoor plumbing. Mm. That is scary crazy. It is. And the places they used to shop, gone. The places they used to eat, gone. And they're feeling it. They are feeling it. And it's more and more people are starting. So when are they going to turn? Well, I think he wants to do one more throw of something, and I think that's what's going to happen. And I think it's going to go. I don't think it's going to go the way because the Abrams tank is going to roll through anything they have. The Leopards can be destroyed easier. The Abrams, good luck with that. you're, You're not doing any of that. Here's the thing with the Abrams. It's big. It's jet fueled. So getting jets, the jet fuel there is not like gasoline. You're going to have to do this on transport uh, trains and things of that nature. That's one of the things that uh, when I've talked to Michael Andrew, military guy, he says, and the other thing, the learning curve is tremendous. We'll see what it's like. We're going to have to train them again. But if they've got 31 of those, they're going to roll through. And now they'll have an offensive chance to not only chase them back, but they can do stuff like going to Crimea. That's when it gets scary. Yeah. Because they've been able to defend, but now they can attack. These battle tanks, there are a lot of countries that want to send them over. Yeah. Finland, Norway, Poland. Uh, Britain's talking about it. Germany, obviously the U.S. Sending those type of... You know, well, you become offensive. Then, yeah, it's, that's how you turn the war around. Yeah, you become offensive. But that also means, you know, in a way, you've definitely picked a side. Even though everybody's against Putin, now we've given them maybe... Well, now he can say the West. He, he, exactly. His dream of everybody against him is a reality. Right. And that's dangerous because he has a nuke. Yeah. But All so right. do we. And we need to remind him of that. Coming up. Uh, why are uh, Valley residents building chicken coops? What was the deal? Really? It's coming up. We'll be right. All right. Enough of that.